and we're back. I'm James. This is the Giz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I'm James. All right. And we're back. Finally. Nice summer break. Yeah. Good to be back. James, what'd you do this summer? Camps. Baseball. Stuff. Did you go to Bobby Huck's football camp? Yes. What was the best part? Um, being with my friends on a team. All right. Did we'll, we'll allow it. What was did Did you play like multiple positions? What was your favorite spot to play on the field? Mm, wide receiver. Wide receiver, huh? What position did you like the least? Probably QB. Oh, oh man, okay. give it time. All right. So much for my plans to live vicariously through James as the QB. <laughs> they didn't let me be. <laughs> Stuck me at center in high school. I'm not surprised. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Shots this kid fired. is Cut getting the mic. sassy. Cut the mic. Our next contract <laughs> negotiations are going to be rough. Who's <laughs> getting bored waiting for us? I hear there's some younger uh, and more hungry talent in the household. That could come on the microphone as a replacement. So Luke was uh, training Hannah for your lines. What do you think about that? <laughs> she was pretty good. Yeah, she had her lines down. She's pretty cute. Not much sass. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for the football season? Mm-hmm. That's it? That's it. You yeah. good? You got nothing else? Not it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? James, uh, how many? <laughs> so the Grizz play eleven games this year. How many are they going to win? Eleven. They're going to beat the Huskies. Whoa. Okay, Hot maybe ten. Ten. All right. Okay. That's ten. a good guess. All Oof. right. All right. Re- remember that for later. It'll come back up. Yeah, we're going to roast you if you're wrong. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. All right. Thanks, bud. All right. Catch See you. Dude. Catch you next time. <laughs> Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> All right, okay. so we're here. Hey, good to be back. Hey, cheers, guys. Yeah. Uh, hey, cheers. we're in person. We're we're all three happily vaccinated, and um, and and glad to be here. It's nice to be back. It's like last time we did face to face. We were sitting in Bobby's office, right? Or would, well, yeah. did we have Riley with? No, we nope. zo- we, we zoomed, zoomed in we on zoomed. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. we didn't give you great content over the summer, but I don't know what the hell we would have talked about. It was summer. I mean, how many, yeah, just do some deep dives into some other stuff, I guess. Just deep uh, diving. But, yeah. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Um, Anything anything exciting happen over the summer for you guys? I mean, celebrated my 20th anniversary with my wife, went to Maui for a quick trip, and outside, you know, so it's been a fine summer, I suppose. I just got back yesterday from Omaha. It's the first time I'd been on a plane since um, before COVID. The last plane ride I took was I was flying home, and it was the night that uh, NBA canceled all their games. And so you were on the plane, like, watching, you know, because I'm watching, like, ESPN covering, like, no NBA. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a real thing. And yeah. I was just, it, I, it brought me back because it was like that was a year and a half ago. And I fly a lot for my job. So nice. different. I had a family reunion of sorts. Um, and it was so fun. Like, I mean, we all live around the state for the most part. And you, so you kind of take for granted not being able to see one another, like super regularly. Uh, and throughout the pandemic, of course, uh, it was, it, you know, we were all distant. So it was like quite the celebration. It was amazing. <laughs> nice. That was probably my summer highlight. Awesome. Well, 
we're going to jump in and do a pod. This is kind of like our preseason pod because I figure the next one we do will probably be the week of the Washington game, which is two weeks from now. <laughs> That's wild. Two weeks from Saturday. Two yeah. weeks from Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Crazy. September 4th. Yeah. This is the second in the series. I remember, I think, were we all at that? At yeah. The, yeah. Last I think we, we all worked. Yeah. 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 And uh, Josh Sandry had a pick. And it was the highlight of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Early. I, I left after that. You <laughs> yeah. know. I it's like out. that Seinfeld <laughs> episode. Finish high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I uh, that was fun though because like Sandra has the pick and like it was like oh my god we could do this and then boom it was like forty nine or fifty unanswered points after or something. So are any of us going this time? I'm not. I'm not. I might. All right. right. All right. There's probably there's a high likelihood I'll be there. There's a high likelihood I'll be at a ton of games this year. Well, that's good because I mean Eastern's in you know a skipping distance. I, I figure yep. we're going to Eastern. That's a night game. We should probably see if we can get media credentialed for that. And Idaho, we're going to Idaho, right? Idaho, right? That's close. I, mean, I would assume. And then Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona might be outside of range, but you know I, I've never spent much time in Greeley. I'd go there. I've done to Northern Arizona once. We <laughs> we we flew in and stayed with my sister in law in Tempe, and then just drove. And it was a terrible football game to be. Oh there. God, it was awful. <laughs> the Stid era brought a lot of road disappointments, <laughs> and I was at most of them. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind spending time in Flagstaff. Like, do you I fly? Flagstaff f- is super fun. Yeah, you fly, you fly in. Now. You can fly in a Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Yeah. yeah. And it used to be you couldn't because like run, it had like a really short runway, but now they've expanded it like a little while ago. Yeah, maybe we should crowdsource our uh, travel schedule. <laughs> Let us all know if you want to pay for our trips. So we'll yeah. get dozens of dollars. Dozens of dollars. <laughs> the GFP GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> Although, have we been together, the three of us, and seen the Grizz win on the road yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you come to Idaho? Luke and I were in no. Idaho. And See, we, that was a great. I game. didn't go to Idaho, and they won. Yeah. We all have been to Weber a few times, and that's never worked out. You two went to MSU once. No, you and I went once, and they won. Yeah. And then you two went, and they did not win. I, Luke and I have went more than once, and they did not win, I think, yeah. on yeah. the street. You've been to both the losses of yeah. late. Yeah. Um, so we're going to break this. Idaho State. Break the streak. I went, I went I've never a, been to Idaho State. I went State. to an Idaho State one a little Did while. you see the prototype of their field? That's. <laughs> I think it's a joke. <laughs> a joke. I hope it's a joke. joke. It's a joke made up by some of the, For, I, I think, the, the, the Big Sky podcast. Oh, I thought For it was those real, who don't know, Luke is news. referencing. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Tubbs at the Clubs, the Idaho guys, created a fake prototype of like a tiger striped field. With black and uh, orange. <laughs> Dude, Idaho is a different country. I wouldn't put it past them. Well, interestingly enough, the, the Eastern Washington guys were like, yeah, making our field really shitty and ugly actually helped us, so maybe you should do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought there were restrictions now on doing that with fields, though. I hope so. I don't know, but what would they call it? The Eastern calls theirs the Inferno. Inferno. What would they call their tiger-striped field? It'd be like the Bengal Den or something dumb oh, like that, right? Man. Welcome yeah. to the jungle. I yeah. think, rumor has it, that there is a Bengal fan podcast coming this year. Interesting. They found two. 
I know. <laughs> Maybe it's just one. Well, I guess we don't know that for sure. It's Could just one be playing one. multiple characters. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because I think didn't, didn't uh, Idaho State uh, lose their beat writer back to Montana? Andrew Houghton's now back up here in Montana. Yeah, Andrew Houghton's working yeah. for ESPN Missoula, doing a little bit of culture show and some Skyline stuff. <laughs> so... He was like their rep down there. Oh, he, so. yeah, he was. He absolutely did a good job. He, I talked to him when he got back, and he said that the, the guy replacing him is pretty good, too. Okay. So hopefully. I just like to be able to have content from other teams because otherwise I wouldn't know what to talk about. Yeah. No, it, it's super helpful, actually, to tune in and kind of get an inside scoop. It's You only have so much time and energy and, uh, you know, so much of an attention span to, like, listen to what is happening you know, in Idaho State. So. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've known more about other teams' players, especially doing the Big Sky Big Takes, because you're like researching guys' stat lines <laughs> and stuff like that, trying to figure out like who the hell these guys are. I don't know. Kind of get a broader appreciation for other people across the conference. But we're not here to talk about the other conferences, the other teams in the conference that much, are we? No, not really. Well, not really. We uh, are the center of the conference, <laughs> man. We're the center of the universe. <laughs> and and as our friend BT uh, Bear Tycoon at Montana Mid Sports would say, we're the number one podcast in the state of Montana. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I don't know right. where he gets his information, and I didn't ask. We're number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag number one. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's just kick off. Uh, chat a little bit about um, uh, kind of where the team is. After spring, entering the summer, we last episode we had Riley Riley Corcoran on, voice mm-hmm, of the Grizz, mm-hmm. and we did a spring wrap up. Obviously, the Grizz had as good of a spring as you could hope for in a really weird situation, but it was nice to play two games. Yep. Um, we all left really enthused about the future, um, except for Brent, who didn't actually watch the games and therefore doesn't understand how to evaluate quarterbacks. Right. Yep. Um, I really don't know when he's going to get there. Get but there eventually. I'll even at there. practice today, it was like he, he he couldn't say anybody's names except for one, the senior. The, the senior. Because you always go with the older kid. Senioritis, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, and really, I mean, all conversations about this squad are probably start with the quarterback position, right? Like, I think that's true on any team, though. It's sure. like even, even like the really bad football teams, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – you know, when they had the awesome defenses, it's still always, it was like, is Trent Dilfer or Sean King or, you know, are these guys going to carry people through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the Ravens when they won their first Super Bowl? Was, um, and their quarterbacks that year were like, was it was Trent, Trent Dilfer. Dilfer won yeah. it, and he took over the job from Tony Banks midway through the season. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's only a few steps away from you winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> a few, but... You know, I thought I could play in the NFL way too long into my childhood. <laughs> so, you know, I I once uh, heard somebody talk about how they measure NFL-sized hands, and um, I, I bet you've got NFL-sized hands. So we should look into this. No, I definitely don't. I my mom still opens pickle jars for me. Um, <laughs> the reality is that uh, I, I heard somebody talking about this, and everybody else around the uh, campfire hasn't forgotten um so yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay oh man well um yeah (laughs) but a lot of i mean i'm really excited about what this team is i mean coming off the spring and i think uh one thing we can add in as well too we we pitch qb club here a lot and one one thing that mike and i got to do as qb club members was we were invited to attend their day-long 
Coach's Clinic. Coach's Clinic. And so we, uh, I got a little blasted on Twitter by everybody's favorite backup running back for one picture they take. I'm like looking at my watch. And <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm bored or something. But we got a. I was readily paying attention. Yes, Mike was very yeah, dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome though. It was a. It was such a cool day. We um, <clears throat> we heard from every single coach. We watched film from both the games, right? And then there was a little bit of kind of some some practice type overview as well too. And then um, we even did like uh, we did like a a recruiting drill, and so we watched. Mike got a phone call and had to leave at that point, I think. But it was it was really cool. So they put up three different recruits highlight reels, like their huddle films. And it's not guys I don't think that the team is actually recruiting because it was like, but it was like I, I'm legit kids. Yeah. And we looked at a, it was like a wide receiver, a linebacker, and a safety or a running back. And um, so we had a little sheet, and we would watch, like, this two-minute-long huddle highlight clip. And we'd have to go down and be like, you know, like, um, you know, speed, agility, uh, hands, uh, you know, reads blocks, all these other things like this, and all this extra stuff. And so um, it was – and we would have to grade it. And it was kind of funny because you could tell – after the first one, that it was definitely like a trap by the coaches, because like the first one I think was a receiver, and people were, or it was a defensive end maybe. I'm getting it all crossed up now, but I, it, maybe it was the linebacker kid or something. It was like people were like his speed is great, and like you go through the whole thing, and then Bobby be like, you graded on like an A to an F, and he's like his speed is a D. <laughs> it was like, it was a big lesson in not you, overreading yeah, huddle and, tapes. Yeah, like, yeah. but it was oh, no but kidding. it was fascinating. But then it was kind of interesting because like. They were more critical than us, the QB club members, are watching, but they weren't like, these kids are trash. They were like, here's the things we need to watch. Here's the things that, like, what we like and where they... Though I will say that they did throw up tape of one kid from Montana who went to the Cats um, and pointed out some things. And they weren't mean to him at all, but it was fascinating. Yeah. Because it was like someone who the media is, like, all hyped up on. And they were really nice about it, but it was like, here's why we weren't as eager about him. Yep. And I think that sometimes, you know, we wonder, well, why didn't the Grizz offer this kid? And yeah. Yeah. That would be so fascinating to, to watch. Um, do you think that, like, I don't know, how many, how many huddle videos, how many years of this would you have to do to get, like, really good at it? Oh, man. I, I mean, I think years. Like... I don't see it being something that is easily um, obtained. I could be wrong, but wouldn't you say that, Brent? Like, I don't think that you're going to sit there and just become good at analyzing film. No. No, absolutely not. No, no. And that was, I mean, that was like the thing because we, like, Bobby kind of oversaw it. And then I think they'd they'd have, like, the position coach or Justin Green as the recruiting coordinator would kind of talk more on it. But, um just the look that they gave into it. And Justin also talked to us as well, too, about this is how many guys I'm watching. Oh, and the other thing, uh, remember that they gave us a printout of the transfer portal? Oh, God. It was so <laughs> thick. <laughs> and it, it was like a giant Excel sheet. You know, it was just you know, Joe Smith, uh, this, this, blah, blah, blah. And it was like just – and they were like – we checked it today, and there was like 35 new names today. And, and apparently like it's – mid-June day. It's not really all that sortable. So it's like – 
you have to kind of know what you're looking for and have to be able to recognize names because it's like it's not like they have um like film tied to it or something like that it was fascinating how would they do this before huddle and before like youtube would they just have to like ask coach for game coaches high school coaches for game films and yeah i mean that's my understanding and i think and they talked right they talked as well to like they go talk to the coaches they go talk to the school janitors they talk to the counselors they talk to opposing coaches as well too and so there's like just it's just fasting and it's like i think a lot of us that have more than just casual knowledge of football assume they don't just look at a two-minute highlight clip and they're like this kid's amazing you know give them all the scholarship money but to just hear about and get just this top level overview of all the little points and details and the amount of work that they put into one guy to give a guy an offer it was it was really really impressive um if you're wondering what the hell all that background noise was, it started drizzling, started and we off. moved our table under an umbrella <laughs> without any incident outside of you guys hearing some noise. Might have heard some metal scraping on concrete. <laughs> I thought we were very graceful. This is this is a really high-quality production, so you probably didn't notice it, so we're just kind of letting you in on some behind-the-scenes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll look under, look behind the curtain. But yeah, so I think that I I just it's that's kind of a reminder that that uh, QB Club is they're doing a great job with it. Yeah. GoGrizz.com slash QB Club thousand dollars is the entry level. Um, some of that stuff like the coaches clinic is higher higher levels of of donations, but um, they're doing great. And our first meeting should be um, in a little over week, a week week from Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. Before the before the UW game. <laughs> um, uh God, I lost my train of thought there real quick. QB Club. But, oh, so, and I mean, I think the thing that came out of that coach's clinic uh, that I think a lot of his fans feel, too, especially coming off the spring, is I think there's, I mean, I think the coaches, and I don't talk to the players, but I think as, as you hear them speak on behalf of the players, I think they're very excited for what they've got in this squad, in, the, in this group. And um, I don't. I don't detect um, like a lot of overconfidence about it, and I mean I think there's even points made. It's like it's we're not going to win every game. We might not even win every conference game, but it's just like I, you really feel like you go back to two years ago when Bobby first came in. I guess three years ago technically, right? Uh, when it was like, well, we're working on this. We're putting guys here. This is patchwork. We're like, I mean, the whole motto: return to dominance. Like we're we. It's it's a road. And it feels like, I don't know, I could be wrong because it's just my take here, but it feels like they've, it seems like they might be ahead of schedule and, and, and liking where they're at with a lot of the way this team is built and the roster is and the guys they have. Well, yeah, when Bobby first came here, he mentioned, you know, we've got big holes, right? So if his, to- if his tune has changed, if he's not talking about, uh, we only have like <laughs> three offensive linemen on scholarship yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> It's, it would be interesting to track those statements over time to kind of infer yeah. what they're sort of ballparking um, as a high watermark for the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, and it was, it was, it was, it's interesting. It's just like they, 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 they kind of, they sounded more like a staff that was like what we'd hear from the 07, 08, 09 type where they knew not only like, 
we've got like a really good receiver receivers in like these couple guys, but like we've got the depth and we've got the buy-in and we've the, like the weight room, like everything yep. seems to be coming along. Like the, all the pieces are, are there, whether it meshes all together and turns into a conference championship or a big playoff run. There was no talk of that, but it's just like, I feel like they've, they definitely know they're on the right. Track. Yeah. None of them, they don't, None of them came out and were like, oh, we're going to win the national championship or stuff like that. But you could tell the difference in hearing them talk post-spring compared to the previous two years, two seasons that they've been back, that it wasn't like, hey, we're improving here, we're improving here. It's like they know that they're good and their expectation is is to be good. And I just, that excites me, you know, because we haven't been there for a while. Well, and I think that was one of the big benefits of the two spring games. And while, like, they were – they had their moments or their, you know, both their first quarters were kind of gross. And then there's like time, you know, it was like, they didn't look like a team that was going to be playing great. You know, like you could just snap in and have them like, yes, they're going to win everything. But I mean, the way they came out of those two games healthy with good growth and with great participation and just kind of showing that there's not a lot of holes on this team, like big glaring issues at certain positions. Um, it's hard not to feel, you know, pretty excited about what you got. So yeah, and I mean, I think we're seeing some of the preseason polls back that up. I mean, the Grizz are picked number two in both the coaches and the media poll in the Big Sky, um, behind Weber. And frankly, Weber's won the last few four, well, three in an asterisk three, Big Sky Conference three championships. And three and a half. Um, but you got to beat them. You gotta but you got to beat them. So yeah. yeah, so they deserve which, to be number one. Which we don't play them. So. Which I know it's going to be, <laughs> and what's it's going to be interesting to see if we don't play them and they both have really good years, how they seed teams, because, I mean, Weber had a good showing in their playoff game. Like they they they've shown that they can draw enough to make it worthwhile hosting. Yeah. Um, it, I think that you could see the bracket set up so that those two teams could meet in the semifinals. I would love um, it. But that's like way looking ahead of schedule. I here. would love it. In 2019, we, we whooped them at home, and then we lost them in the quarters. Yep. So let's, yeah, we, let's we, meet we them were again. there. Let's meet them again. It rained and snowed. Um, <laughs> I think my boots are still soaking wet. My, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, my hot take, though, is I don't think Weaver State's going to be as good. I think that it is hard to last – solely as a team that dominates on defense. And even in the spring season, they showed some flashes of getting some offense, but they just can't put it together. And sooner or later, teams figure out your defense. Like, you can be good, but you need to be able to put pressure on them or teams start to figure it out. And I think it's hard to carry that high level of defense in the Big Sky Conference. Frankly, what they're doing, if they were to win a fifth Big Sky Conference championship in a row – on the backs of their defense, I think that's unprecedented in the Big Sky Conference, don't you? I mean, like what has to be? It's, I mean, no, the Grizz have had some runs of good defense, and so have other teams. But I, I mean, it's historically been an offensive first league. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even you go back to Bobby's first tenure here, and while we had years of, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever think we had like a Weber State style like number one in the conference overall defense. But especially once the conference championships and. What was it over the stretch of what four years? We lost one conference game to Weber, uh, but that those teams were built on powerful offensive lines, great running games, ball control, and we had guys like Mark Mariani and Chase Reynolds, and I mean, like we had like guys on offense that got stuff done. So, and Weber, I mean, they're going to be relying on a freshman quarterback again, right? The same freshman that probably played the whole spring for them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 
But I mean, that's and the flip knows? side of the spring. I mean, is like they got to break in a, fr- a freshman quarterback yeah. with a season that didn't count as eligibility. So it's like he's got a full, True. I mean, not a full season, but enough of a season to like digest that all in film and get better. So it'll be interesting because they talk a lot about your jump from your first year of real playing time to then your second year of real playing time like because you can analyze that and work on things. For sure. So it'll be interesting to see what leaps he makes. I'm always interested in uh, Eastern Washington, and they've got Eric Berrier. Eric Berrierier. Berrierier. One of the best QBs in the history of the conference. I think we probably should uh, say that. He's preseason um, MVP pick. Yep. Right? As he should be, right? Preseason All American. Yeah. And even though they might not have as complete of a team as maybe some of the other squads in the conference, if he's your quarterback, you've got to punch your shot, right? Yep. Do we know anything else about? What's going on in the Eastern? So I think one of the, talking to the, their podcast guys a little bit and then kind of reading a little bit about them, um, I think that they are concerned about their ability to stop the run, but they feel good about pretty much everything else. Yeah, um, I mean, but that's a big one. <laughs> they've got incredible receivers. Mm-hmm. I think their O line. If their receivers can stop attacked. their drops, yeah, they're, they're, they. But didn't they like? couple of their top receivers like didn't really play much yeah they always had at least one of them hurt but their main dude the big tall guy uh lemu jones or whatever right Mm -hmm. he played the whole but yeah so but never underestimate uh aaron bass ability to ruin a good offensive thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean but that i mean barry like if, if you got the best quarterback if not in the big sky well yes in the big sky uh but maybe the fcs i mean you're in every game as long as you can. They they've got the best go. big comp, QB in the Big Sky Conference that we know about. Uh, the the Grizzlies have the best QB in the Big Sky Conference, sitting in the number two spot on their roster. So that's a joke. I'm trying to get a reaction I, from I, Brent, who did not even take the bait. No, I love Luke's this. eyes got Staring really big. <laughs> no, I I love this. I think about it more often than I should. Um, and I want to. I just want to hit reset. I, we might have new listeners. But we've got a quarterback uh, controversy of no, sorts. We no, no, we don't. Oh, we have a quarterback Brent. competition. So here's we the have thing. a competition. <laughs> yes or no, Brent? No, absolutely not. We have Brent is going to be like shocked if Week Two Cam Humphrey loses his job to Chris Brown, which I will be. Cam yes, Humphrey could be. play well the whole season. I mean, he's been he's looked decent. I think he's a very good QB. I worry that he his ceiling isn't quite as high to to run this offense and. Chris Brown looked great in his first real actions playing against Central Washington. So great that Bobby didn't let him throw the ball against Portland State because he didn't want a QB controversy because he wants suckers like Brent to suckers, eat this yes. up that there's not a chance. Do you think maybe he didn't let Chris Brown throw Brent because he just had his um, number one injured? Yeah, that was pretty And we were up by like yeah. 40? Yeah, we were up by a lot. We weren't up by Counterpoint. a lot point. It's the spring. It was the last meaningless game. <laughs> and they ran the ball like 15 times in a row. And Bobby Houck, smart man, did not want any additional questions <laughs> that he was already going to get over the summer months for... Um... Okay, just the fact that the three of us, who are very agreeable gentlemen, can agree on this, I think is the definition of a controversy. <clears throat> 
like a podcaster controversy. <laughs> I, I, what I, world do you live in? Like, how many people have asked you about the QBs because they ask like you about you Chris two. football? Maybe, maybe one other guy. Nonsense. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe you for yeah. a second. I can't believe you would lie to no, Luke and no, I like no, that. No, no. We're in person. It's not even like you're lying over Zoom. <laughs> you are lying straight to our faces. Here's... <laughs> Here's what I'm optimistic about is I think um, with our offensive linemen and even without our best running back, but with a slate of good running backs, Mm -hmm. you know, you could almost Trent Dill for this team into a bunch of wins. Yep. And, you know, the thing I think about thinking back is, okay, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not meaning to knock the kid, but I, Cam Humphrey I most certainly believe is a better quarterback than Brady Gustafson was. Oh, absolutely. And so Brady Gustafson, especially in 2016, right? First year, right? Yeah, 2016. Or was it 15? Where he had, he had what? He, who who were his receivers? He had Ellis Henderson. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my gosh. I used to be so good with player names. Who were the, the, Robert um, Roberts, the older one. Yeah. He had Ben Roberts. And then, um, he wore number one. He broke the receiver. Jamal. Jamal. Uh, Jones. Jones. Yeah. And then they had, you know, Jordan Canada still at running back, although Bob Stitt didn't like running the ball a whole bunch and stuff. But, I mean, Brady Gustafson, most definitely not the most talented Grizz starting QB we've ever had, um, was able to put together kind of a pretty decent little season with the talent around him. And I think Cam Humphrey has, if you look at it, I would say – Probably is maybe slight. Uh, it's tough on the receiver side. I think that trio that Brady had was pretty phenomenal. I mean, you had a record-setting uh, receiver there, but you know the the receivers we've got with a Cam and Salser, Flowers and Roberts, and and um, and then some of these other younger guys we saw in the spring. Like he's surrounded by a lot of talent. I think our running game, and I think I definitely know the O line is in in vastly superior shape. And I would assume the design of the offense is too, because it's going to mix up running and passing a lot more as well. So the th- I think the thing that gives me much more comfort about this season is we don't need we don't need that quarterback that has to put the whole game on his shoulders the whole way. But there are going to be moments where. He's going to be needed. Like, he's going to have to make the plays and, and be the guy in the fourth quarter. And by no means do I think that Cam, at least as of yet, I, I need we need to see it from him, is this guy, like, that we've seen win, like, a healthy Dalton Sneed or, a, you know, a, a, a Jordan Johnson or a Craig Oaks or a, or a Andrew Sell or a Dave Dickinson or, you know, you name it type guys that – or a Drew Millers or a John Edwards where it was like if – you're down, you know, a score, and you need those points, and you got to go 80 yards. You know, it's on that QB to do it, and so that's going to be the thing we're going to need to see from him this year. And we've just not seen it because he's not really had the opportunity to do it. I mean, the games he played in, the Portland State road game was a little bit of a shootout, but again, their defense was. He crap. looked good. That was probably his <laughs> so best game. Good. And I just the yeah. game that stands out to me is like we could have used one more game of Dalton yeah. Sneed sitting and Cam Humphreys it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible and game. he got a Cam hurt. Yeah. Here's here's my sense. And I, this isn't the first time I've said this on the podcast, but these um 
these heroes of ours are young men who are still getting you know, I'm better sitting here thinking, all the time. Cam Humphrey, I really enjoy watching him. I'm sure his parents are wonderful people. They probably hate me and really like Brent, but that's kind of the roles we play on the Grizz Fan Pod. So, you know. I, I, just, I just think that there's been so no, I think much we're having time it for to grow. Yeah. And we have, we have amazing coaches. Like, that is a low-key... Here's the huge thing. benefit. Like, I think I think we're gonna see Cam Humphrey's best football. We better agree. And th- and with the weapons he's got around him and the hard worker that he appears to be by yes. everything we've heard, he could be first team All Big Sky based on the talent. Yeah, like all he's got to do is put the ball in the right place. Yep. And agreed. And you know I, I agree with you as well too. I think and, and it's easier to like look at a redshirt freshman and talk about ceiling versus a transfer exactly senior, you know? and i and think so that it's like, like i'm so attracted to the four-year yeah, starter yeah, idea yeah. yeah so um and, and totally agreed as well on that and so and like the thing and i i put this up like a couple of egress posts and stuff where it was like i think the thing that we continually we saw from cam in 2019 and we saw from him again this spring was the reads are right but sometimes like it doesn't fire like you but know, that's the also throw is a, late a, a, a symptom of lack of playing. Time. Yeah, and so, you know? and so it's like to me, it's like, and and we heard this a little bit in some of that QB club stuff too, where it's like made the right read, you know, did this, did this, looked this guy off, you know, made this right adjustment. So it's like a lot of the little things are all right that an ex- like a little bit more experienced player brings, but you still see that stuff like that just trusting the throw, making the throw when the time happens. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he can do that, great. And I mean, but like we said, they're gonna have a running game. He's gonna have probably maybe the best combination of offensive linemen we've had together since what probably like 2011 yep 2011 2010 so i mean since since bobby left and and <laughs> flew decided that we didn't need big strong offensive linemen <laughs> so and, i mean yeah. yeah so it's like you know I, I mean he's going to greatly benefit from the fact that unlike eric barrier Cam Humphrey does not need to throw six touchdowns yep. and 400 yards. See, and that's the opposite thing is Cam Humphrey does not even need to be an all-conference QB for this team to win a national championship, no. in my opinion. No. The good news for you, Mike, is that we're getting NCAA football back. So you can have your four-year starter. <laughs> you can you can play that. You can play that true freshman here, I think, fall 20. Is it going to be in the fall 2023 or 24? 23? 23, I think. 23. Here's the thing. I feel like we should get a Grizz fan pod league going when, oh, this, man. when this drops. we got to figure out how to set that up and oh, let some of the goodness. listeners get in on that. Too. I would love that. Fill it, with, uh, fill it with Grizz fan potters. Oh, my God. That would be so great. <laughs> we could do, do a Grizz fan pod fantasy league right now. We could. The rotating trophy. Ooh. Okay, Thoughts. We, could, we could test this out. Mentioning this doesn't mean we're going to do it, but we'll talk with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, the national, national-wise, the Grizz seem to be falling anywhere from 11 to, what's the highest? I think 7 or seven? 6 or 7, somewhere in there. Yeah, stats, I think, has them the highest. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know... Around so definitely nationally they're definitely getting uh, respect, probably more than they deserve. 
Probably. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think that if you if people really watched the two spring games, I think they'd see this team's a really good team. We went um, to the quarters in 2019. Yeah, which drives me nuts because we went. We, yeah, I love that we went to the quarters in 2019, but it's like you hear people talk about the Grizz and say things like I just said, and it's like it didn't even happen. The quarterfinals is the top eight in the league. Yeah, like that's nothing to shake your head at, right? Top huh? eight in the league. Yeah, on a rebuild. Yeah, you know, again, second year into a complete overhaul. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then this team, and I, I think that's part of maybe some of the rankings as you go back and you look at what was graduated from that 2019 team. And granted, quarterback, probably the most important position, so lost Dalton Sneed, uh, noticeable. Uh, Samori Touré, a couple guys on defense, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, uh, well, a couple guys. <laughs> uh, like Dante someone Olson, named you know, Dante Olson. Uh, but it's like, and then, of course, loss of two corners, one to transfer, one to graduation, but both wide receivers that were converted. And now, two years later, we've got a two deep with, you know, a mix of transfers and recruits that are like corners, like real cornerbacks. We've not had real starting cornerbacks. Can you talk about some of the new faces, transfers, and guys who transferred maybe even last year that. I mean, it's tough because it's like some. There's so many since we last played, really. I mean, but, you know, guys from. From Oregon State, so Omar Hicks, and um, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. I feel like a pathetic sportscaster here. Trajan Cotton. Trajan Cotton. Yep. Yeah, Cotton. Um, Ford, who I'm the most excited about and was excited about him in the spring. Yeah. Um, uh, great. We've got the younger freshman um, contributing, the kid from Utah. Um, uh, Ocho. Ocho So. Yep. And... It just feels like that room is as deep as they've been. And also, with Bradford, we probably have the best cornerbacks coach we've ever had. <laughs> or at least most qualified. Yeah. I mean, he was like an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. And he's coached in coached. legitimate places. Yeah. yeah. Like the NFL. Yeah. I, I, Secondary-wise, I mean, it's it's quite the group. And... And, you know, and branching out further wide with, with transfers, of course, D-line, we've got um, Belknap, who came in from Arizona State or Arizona. I can't remember. One of the two. Yeah, Justin Belknap. Justin Belknap. And then I think – do we add a linebacker? Was that the kid from Michigan State? Or was he a D-end? D-end. We were talking D-end. about this before we recorded. Yep. That we've not – we don't know much about. Deary Todd. Yeah, and the, the, the coaches young guy. were – so he's got two years of eligibility left. Graduated from Michigan State, hasn't taken a snap on D end at Michigan State. Um, but the coaches said so. It's tough to evaluate a guy like that. So they look at practice film. They showed us practice That's film, right, they did, yeah. and they say, well, he's doing all the right things, and he's got great recovery speed. And they showed like him chasing someone down. So they're like, he's the type of guy that you take a chance on because it's like he's everything on his film is like this guy can play at our level, but you really don't know until he gets here. So he's the type of guy that could be a great depth piece, or he could be an all-conference DN. Yeah. Like we might catch lightning in a bottle. So I'm kind of excited to see how that works out because he, you see him, and he is a specimen. He yeah. looks like he's been in a big boy weight room for three <laughs> or four years. <laughs> yeah, and and in truth, you know, like at that position, we've got you know some some incumbent talent anyway. We've got Joe Babros, yep. right? We've yep. got Jacob McGoran. So like even if 
they take the stab at um, a transfer and, hmm. and it doesn't work out. Like I, th- I feel like. Or even if he's a guy that provides, like, you know, every third series. I was like, going to say, 15 snaps a game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if it's 15 snaps a game to make sure that late fourth quarter that, yeah, Belknap, McGoran, and um, and some of these other, you know, main edge guys we've got are, you know, um, as fresh as can be that you, in the fourth quarter, then we're in great shape. We still have Gubner in the middle, Eli Alford in the middle. I think in the middle, too – the thing too, we've also got a couple like some of our some of our other guys that are like have been in the system, you know, a little bit longer right now that that are still like freshman sophomores, don't we? Like, uh, who was I thinking? I thought we had a guy, Lorenzo Brown. Yeah, Lorenzo Brown's there. He's there a big body. Journey Grimsrud, who I think is a freshman, but he's been here for like a year and a half now. <laughs> the you that's know? gonna mess with me. Yeah, you know, like they got that COVID redshirt year kind of, yep. and so people have been here longer than you think. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. Well, and I mean that's kind of one of the things where I mean, and that's you know from the practice and a half that I've seen so far, the amount of guys that are out on the field is. It's it's noticeable the size of the team that's for sure, um, absolutely. We saw the we saw the same in, in the spring, of course, as well too. But um, but yeah, I mean, because a lot of times we hear this a lot, like this coaching staff really does not want true for eighteen, nineteen year old kids like being, you know, <coughs> playing as as in the game as unless if they're an amazingly special talent. But now like some of these like guys that would technically be redshirt freshmen this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, exactly. The guys <laughs> who will technically be playing their true freshman season but have been here for a year plus at this point. Yeah. It's like it's just an interesting time to be a college football fan because yeah. it's like we're probably entering a four-year stretch where our teams should all be the deepest they will ever be, right? The, yeah. yeah, the quality of football is going to be really good this yep. year. And then in the years forward, it, like the the fascinating aspect of recruiting, where you've got you've got a fr- a, tr- a freshman class of like forty kids right now, mm-hmm. so like pair, you know basically managing and pairing the roster sizes, so we're not sitting here in in four to five years with you know twenty five seniors on yep. the team. Well, and it's going to be interesting. You wonder yeah. if you see a couple things like a some of those kids are going to be quicker to cut because they just can't have that much depth in one age group. And then if we see more JUCOs or transfers just to bounce things out over the next couple of years so that they're so. not replacing everybody all at once. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the 2024 Montana Grizzlies uh, Senior Day <laughs> Missoula Sentinel Championship yeah. team. <laughs> I mean, there's – yeah. <laughs> Good point. They just picked up another Missoula Sentinel yeah. commitment. Yeah, right? I just still have to laugh being a Sentinel grad. Just the thought of there being like double-digit Missoula Sentinel kids on a Grizzly team does not seem like a. I love it. Yeah, but, I love I mean, it. Hey, they went in one state, so more power to them. It's awesome. How many Sentinel kids do they have right now? <sighs> I don't know. It might not be quite ten, but it feels like a lot. Well, they. I think they signed five of them this year, didn't they? Feels like it. Four and they already five. had Braxton from the year before, um, who's now they've playing. Two, they've got two verbals he's already. He's playing linebacker, right? Yep, 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 yep. So they probably won't have quite ten, but it's like seven it's or seven eight. Seven to eight yeah. I mean, from one school, and then especially from Sentinel. Yeah. Like, yeah, again, just growing up, like, 
Different era. Yep. But That's you know true. what? I mean, credit to That's former awesome. Grizz Dane Oliver and then Pete Joseph before him. Those guys have worked for 15 years to – turn that program around yeah that's a good point talk about dedication and the importance of good coaching and new sports yeah for yeah, sure good for, for them sure. yeah um i think that nine i think we might have oversold the highest okay. ranking i think that nine is where they are in the, okay. in the poll but okay. i think that's a good place for this team to be absolutely you know start start high enough where people kind of see you but you got to earn it and uh we'll kind of go from there um all conference kind of preseason i don't put much stock into it because it's you know it's based on all sorts of stuff but Kem is on the um walter payton watch list and yep. uh jace lewis is on the um uh buck buchanan watch list yep yep both of those seem reasonable bunch of guys were on the phil Steele all-american team um uh Kem, o'donohue um lewis i think were the yep we had a, we had four how Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's been good. OD is a slam dunk. Slam dunk. You know, my tune's changing a little bit on OD. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is funny. We've talked about it on this pod, but it's like I put uh, greatest long snappers in the history of the University of Montana into two categories now. <laughs> those who only long snap and those who, um, uh, you know, uh, played other positions, but I will say that um, somebody tweeted out a photo of um, O'Donohue taking snaps at running back in fall right, camp this right. year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's coming, guys. Yeah. It is coming. Get some jumbo goal line sets. Put OD in. I think OD's mom might follow us on Twitter, <laughs> and I wouldn't blame her. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> great content yeah. looking, looking at some of the other lists like the all conference team that came out early like it was all the same guys and then also conlon beaver at tackle yep saw that you mentioned as well too which so. stood out to me like i don't know that i saw that coming but that's voted on by the coaches so yeah yeah and then yeah like just you kind of go down the lines lines you look at uh some of this first team second team i think robbie was second team so was sammy um yeah, Malik Flowers uh, gets a, a third team special teams notice, which is kind of crap. But I mean, whatever. He yeah. got he got recognition, I suppose. Whatever. He should be higher up, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned well, I guess that was that was Hero Sports I was looking at Flowers. So th- I guess that's national getting third team Flowers for for national FCS. Yeah, that's I guess a, that that makes that's that, a big, that makes yeah. a little more sense. Yeah. I was I was looking at the wrong list. And legitimate. I mean, you mentioned. Uh, Jace Lewis, he earned number 37 since we last spoke. That's pretty cool. That's great. I mean, I think it kind of – I mean, it seemed like a lot of us were kind of figuring that he would be that guy, right? Yep. Um, and so. it sounds like, you know, obviously a lot of tragedy around 37 because Jesse Sims was last to wear it and he tragically passed away. But it sounds like they just hadn't publicly announced it but Jesse had handed it off to him. Awesome. Like he'd told him it was him and stuff like that. And the article where they, in the Missoulian where Jace was talking about it was, um, I, I think it kind of hit, hit the notes for that, that whole situation right on. Yeah. Yeah. His statement was amazing. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, 
Yeah. So excited to see you know him him wear that thirty seven and see how he does. I love it. He's a class B football guy. I know. Like, <laughs> this hits right me. This hits me. Yeah, right in right in the sweet spot. What'll be uh, will be fascinating. So we we've now had a handful of kind of senior to senior thirty seven handoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So we will have another thirty seven next year. And so there's been the great debate because Robbie Houck will be going into his senior year, but if you've got to be a Montana, see, I don't feel like Robbie Houck is eligible. See, this is this great debate because there's debate: is it Montana born or is it Montana Montana played played, high school? Which he did, but he did not. Yeah. So, so there's that. But then, like, if you take Robbie out of the equation, Garrett Graves. I mean, it's just kind of interesting because then you kind of like. But it is interesting because you look at it over when when, Luke, when you and I were in college um the guys seemed to be handing it off to like somebody they thought had potential it was it went to a freshman you a redshirt freshman yeah so usually it was like somebody who was going to wear it for three years or so Mm -hmm. and like there were some great dudes who got it but some of them got derailed by injuries like like carson Carson bender was one we knew him a little bit but you know lauren utterback wore it yeah yeah for for a minute so it's like and that's kind of neat too because it's like you build a legacy around one guy but the flip side is it's special when they hand it off to seniors because they're handing it off to somebody who's playing, yeah. you know, and it's like they're a big contributor, and 37 means so much. It's just an interesting approach to it. It really is. It really is, yeah. So. And we have some people that, you know, could grab it. Like, I'm excited to see, like, Braxton Hill, you know, Marcus Wellnell. You could even, you know, obviously Asher Croy is young, but he would be someone where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's a guy who could be really special. Um also Bozeman kids, so that would be kind of saucy, um, among many others. You know, it is interesting because we've got a few Bozeman kids on the roster right now, even with the fact that the Cats have kind of beaten the Grizz the last four times they've played. We've got Brown, we've got Simpson, who I'm really excited about. Yeah. We'll talk about him a little bit. Um, you know, you just mentioned him. Like, I, it, mm-hmm. you know, love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, love to see it. <laughs> They got a couple of Missoula kids on their squad too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way it goes, I guess. Former, <laughs> former Missoulians. Yeah, former Missoulians. <laughs> we no longer claim them. Well, uh, Bozeman's tried to re- reclaim. Um, uh, oh, Brock Coyle. It's like no, oh, really? No. <laughs> well, I mean, he's whatever you see the headline of the oh, paper. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Bozeman native, and it's like I want to correct that. You have Grizz <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to his sister. Yeah, I was going to say, she's right. playing professionally now. That's right. In Bro. Europe. Yeah. 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 Good for her. I just, I, it's funny because it's like, you know, there are sports that get so much attention at UM and there are sports that don't get as much of attention, but soccer's on a pretty good roll lately. They just announced the, extension of the Extension coach. of their Three coach, years? who I think might be one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they've won the Big Sky Conference Championship every year he's been here, right? Boy, I feel like it. Or been in the mix every year. They've won at least the last few, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and she was phenomenal as a player. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, she kept getting all the highlights. and. Well, she's a goal yeah. scorer. Yeah. Bozeman, Bozeman native, UM grad. UM grad. <laughs> UM yeah. grad. She, yeah, she claims us. So there you go. It's probably more soccer than you guys expected to talk about. But I think right. that's awesome. I love to see... You know, former Grizzlies, whatever team they played for, going to play pro. Yeah. Um, you know, we still got a couple of basketball players floating around in Europe, and that's awesome. Yep, that's true. Um, yep, yep. And there's still some 40, former Lady Grizz doing some good things too. So that's right. Uh, one of the former Lady Grizz just announced. Uh, I think the same thing, right? Like playing in Europe. Yeah, 
Um, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, we'll have to go back and look at but it. I just announced it the other week. Retweeted out. Yep. Um, so we were going to jump into kind of what we think our areas of strength are and what we think maybe our areas of weakness are. Anything else on kind of preseason awards and stuff like that? We haven't – we're not a news program, so we're not going to just, like, name every guy, but um, – <laughs> Name all 100. Yeah. Go. And there's so many preseason – it's like – you go to Grogers.com and you look at their like archive news stories, and there's like 13 about like different All-American lists and different preseason pre-conference lists and things like that. And I mean, before we know it, Coulter's probably going to put a pretend list out too at Skyline. So <laughs> just seeing if he's listening, we really like Coulter. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, no, let's let's jump into uh, strengths weaknesses. All right, start with strengths. Definitely. All right. So, strengths. What do we think our biggest strength on the team is? Um, okay. We've talked about a few of these. I was going to say. I think, like, the skill around Cam Humphrey, like, the receivers, and while we don't have Mar- – well, we're not going to have Knight for a while, I think the trio of running backs, like, I just think the amount of skill and, – and, and tight ends with uh, what we're seeing from Cole Grossman and some of these younger guys, um, a lot of playmakers that can help. Uh, a quarter, a, a relatively inexperienced quarterback. Well, you mentioned Cole Grossman, and yeah. that kind of actually jumps into one of my like could be a strength, but also might be a weakness right yeah. at the moment because we just don't know. And that's the tight end position. Yep, absolutely. Know? It's like yep. we're not as deep there as we hope to be. The Deming, one of the Demings, you know, was there and they left. But um, I think receiver is probably our deepest. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. It's funny because we joke a lot about how Bob Stitt never met a receiver he didn't like, but. Apparently, Bobby Hawk 2.0 really hasn't met very many receivers because like, they've got a lot of talent in wide receiver. Really do, yeah, like, they they've been recruiting that position really well. Yep. You see, I, I actually wasn't even going to name those two position groups. Really? Oh, I was going to say O-line and safety. For strength? Yeah. Interesting. See, see I was going to say O-line is like a prove-it weakness. See, I think – but like O-line, like Ooh. I think our interior line is is great. Um, Forbes at center really makes a difference. Forbes at center, opinion. Mo Mallory. We've got this Megan's transfer. And Skyler and Martin played got, center too. Those two. We've got Pillins, and then the Ganown kid who rotated in a bunch, and Martin, who's a like a tenth year senior. Who's the transfer from WSU? Um, that's the Megan's. Yeah, yeah. And he okay. looks like a. And too. you guys haven't even named like three major contributors Colton on our teams. Kines, Colin Beaver yeah. and Dylan Cook. But yeah. so but so like the we, thing, that's you just I, that's I eight names right I mean, there. The but they got to prove it. They got to yeah. prove it. Yeah. But it's like like the thing I worry about and granted on any any team you worry about depth, but it's like I think both our tackles I mean Beaver this is fourth year starting, right? Fourth season starting. Yeah. Cuz he started he started for Stitt. Like he's yeah, been yeah. out there for a while. Uh and Cook's in his second year. And obviously, the coaching staff really likes this kid. They took him to media days and everything. But, and, and, you know, God forbid, but it's the nature of the game. Like, if we have to rely on another tackle, there is no experience behind those two. And it's like freshmen, redshirt freshmen or sophomores, to my knowledge. Well, they moved Kainz to tackle. Like, oh, Kainz is back out of tackle. Okay. I think Kainz is back I mean, back he started out of tackle. tackling, and he's been There's in. He's been, out, he's been all over. Oh. I mean, versatile dude, so maybe he can do it. So, I, I mean, yeah, I kind of wonder if they're not kind of <sighs> prepping him to be like the the super yeah. the super sub that rotates into yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. That um, tackles my – and it not, not – I'm not worried about Cooker Beaver in the sense of – And so the WSU guy's yeah. a guard. Yes. I, for some reason, I was thinking tackle. Nope. 
Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like three hundred thirty. He's Boy, he was a specimen. Dude. He big dude. When when I would drop James off for Grizz football camp, you'd look down on the field and players are out there coaching and stuff like that, and sitting there talking to some of the dads and like everyone's like, Jesus, who is that? And it was like he had just come. He's wearing this big straw hat, but it's like you could just tell like. Massive that kid. guy is a big human, and he looks strong. <laughs> Him and the DN transfer from Michigan State both—they caught your eye. Like, wow, those are uh, those are big boys. Um, I, cornerback to me, cornerback Corner. is one that went from our absolute biggest liability to I think they are going to be phenomenal. Yeah, we—I don't can't remember when on paper we've had as much depth at cornerback as we have right now, With but you. that's on paper. Yep. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think. I mean, who is opposite Tremaine? Well, you had Andrew Swink for a bit, and then you had um, Keith uh, Thompson, and then it finished up with Houston Roots. Yeah, and they all they did good. Like the one year that they just nobody would throw at Tremaine. Uh, what's his name did really well on the other side. Yeah, that was Roots. That was um, that was the 2011 season. Yeah. But I mean, like I'm just talking depth, where it's like. Yeah. We've got – it's like I don't even know who the starters are. But it's like, you you know, you talk about all those guys playing those positions between the couple young guys and the couple transfers, and all of a sudden it's like you've got five guys that probably could rotate in and out. Yeah, I mean and, – and that's just awesome. Being Again, like we talked about, if you can get 15 to 20 snaps of excellent play from your depth at corner as well too, or just guys that just rotate every other series, um, man – I mean, it, that secondary is going to be pretty fun. And, you know, on the interesting I, – I'd, I'd post some stuff, like, on the weakness side. I think what I, I – I really like our safety trio. I think the one thing – and I'd posted this, but I don't know if, like, our safety group is, like, the – like, the – I don't know. Like, this sounds kind of basic here, but, like, the fastest, right? Like – You've got guys that are kind of like hitters, like, like Gavin. small linebackers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but like, so it's going to be Fouch, uh, who's in for um, whoever graduated. Who I'm blanking out, um, and then Robbie, who's been there forever, and um, yeah, and, and then, then Robertson, Gavin Robertson, yeah, and then kind of your backups are uh, younger guys, but guys that look pretty good in the spring. So, but just. Uh, um, Yes, you got Graves and Copang, you know, like Jackson Peepy, yeah. And so it's like, just I, I, I worry a little bit about like that. We saw that a little bit, right? Like the middle, middle of the field could sometimes be susceptible to deeper shots and stuff like that. But it's like you wonder if, if Robbie won't feel quite so much like he's got to cover as much ground if the quarterbacks can stay with their guys a little bit more. You know, because that takes a lot of pressure off the safeties. And we played like a four safety look for a while. I don't think we're playing that weird defense. Like as much anymore. I mean, in the spring they had three. I mean, in the spring they had five DBs out on the field. You had two corners and three safeties the whole way. But that third, that kind of like nickel safety was like you know the Robertson guy, where it's like you're, you know, hybrid. You're not like an over the top. Well, as much, right? Yeah. So tough to say. Oh, I'm so interested in what that secondary looks like. (laughs) Um, I think, and I mean, don't forget with Corbin Walker, who played a lot as a freshman. Acho. So um, we've got the kid from Billings that everybody was excited about. Um, Gradney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corbin Walker, who I think started yep. in the spring. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah, freshman from um, freshman from Louisiana. <laughs> so maybe we should look at like what's our most unproven unknown kicker, kicker. <laughs> Biggest weakness? We have no idea. We don't know who the hell our kicker is. And they, they just announced that is, that's just, such an important They position. just announced we got a kicker transfer that but showed up you know, yesterday. What's interesting <laughs> is he's listed on the rocker, roster as a kicker and punter, but apparently he's been a punter. Oh, no. So it's like he's been a punter and a kickoff specialist. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm really worried about Yeah, kicking. kicker makes me anxious. Like, you guys, score those touchdowns. You guys and some of our fans might remember this, but I feel like it was – was it ASU one year? Or no, it was like Texas A&M. They were having awful luck with their kicker. Like, he was, you know, just a complete head case, lost, you know, his juju, yeah. was shanking everything. Um, concurrently, you know, just completely coincidentally, A&M was having this, like, competition among um, their student body for, like, a kicking, like march madness style like kickoff <laughs> okay. and the winner of the tournament would get like ten thousand dollars and they would bring them out at like oh, halftime yeah. uh-huh. to do you know and like yeah, every yeah. home game yeah. more people advanced and the winner of that tournament they offered like a scholarship or he, a, spot. a spot like in the middle of the season like they're like, hey, do you want to quit this tournament and just come kick for us? Because you're pretty good. And the kid was like a Texas, you know, like all state kicker who just was like, I want to, you know, chug beers and stuff and not play football. Um, but they talked him into being A and M's kicker, and he finished out the year. So what I'm my point on this story is. At least this guy has been like playing. Yeah, he's been in the room. It's not yeah. impossible that yep. he's amazing. Yeah. And I'm super excited. We, I mean, was it 2008, Dan Carpenter's freshman year? Mm-hmm. There was a game where Bobby took Carpenter out because he couldn't hit, like, an extra point, and he had Mike Ferreter, wide receiver, come in and kick a few through yeah. halfway through a game. I mean, so it, it's not unprecedented, but, I mean, kicker is a complete unknown. I was going to say, my thing isn't so much that I don't think a freshman kicker can do it from a – they can line up and kick field goals and know how to do it skill level. Though I think that you get better as you go with real coaching. My thing is mentally, can a freshman kicker handle it? Because that's the tougher thing, in my opinion. Well, and Bobby Houck's teams have always been, like, ball control. And so it's just like, you know, unlike a, what a Stitt or a Flugrad had intended for their offenses of just, you know, has, as many has Bobby Houck 2.0 been ball control? Outside of yeah, the Portland State point. game where he had Chris Brown handed off 57 <laughs> times in a row. Um, I mean, you know, he let Dalton play a little ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Boy, but so, you know, just, when we're four years from now, when we have a <laughs> name image like this deal with Chris Brown, um, who's coming off four years as a starting QB, he can sit. We are going chair. to point out how me and me and Luke were on the bandwagon, and Brent was like, "Nope." Yeah, he can sit in that chair right there and just call me a bitch the whole night. See, there's okay, nothing so. I would want more than Cam Humphreys to like be f all the haters and have like the best year ever. <laughs> so, be great. Um, look at that. We keep coming back to the quarterbacks. I don't know how that happens. Um, I think tight end, we mentioned it's interesting. You know, there are nine tight ends on the roster. Like, doesn't that seem like a lot? <laughs> a lot of young guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, O-line, you know, obviously we touched on that. I think that depth is a concern, but it's getting better. 
Um, and those, I'm in a O line's got to prove it. And you mentioned the running backs, like the running backs are kind of un, unproven outside of Osmo because, you know, night went down. Xavier Harris had a great spring and Childs looks like the real deal from a speed standpoint, but we don't mm-hmm. know how he does vision wise or blocking or stuff like that. Yep. But I think this team, if they struggle running, it's not going to be on the running backs. It's going to be on the O line. Yeah. And I think that they just need mm-hmm. to prove it. Yep. Um, we got the burner Drew Turner. There we go. I bet he gets some looks. I, I bet they have more of a heavy package, but who knows? We'll uh, see. Yeah. Um, linebacker, I always feel good about linebackers. It's linebacker you. Um, yeah, Marcus Wellnow, Braxton Hill. They got some dudes. It's interesting. We're on a – you've all dudes. heard us talk about it before, but we're on a, um, a group chat with all the hosts of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and um, a lot of them listen to Coulter's radio show. In fact, a lot of them listen to it more regularly than I do. <laughs> and they'll, like, start talking about things. And apparently he and Riley were on last week, and there are no weaknesses on this Grizz team, apparently. None. So. <laughs> you know, um, one thing that – and it's a two-game observation, but from the spring games, and with a three-man front, it's tough. But the defensive line could not individually – place pressure on a quarterback yeah which is and, why that's why i think that this transfer to michigan state we yeah. kind of need him to do something yeah. and so it's just like i think about if our only way to pressure a qb is by blitzing a lot a lot of teams are going to adapt to that and then it's going to be it's going to be screens it's going to be you know it's just gonna be the things that that can attack a blitzing and so how can we and so and again three-man fronts aren't designed to be high pressure units so maybe i'm overthinking it but like i don't feel like in our two games I don't think anyone on our D-line maybe had a lot of sacks maybe one or mm-hmm. something but it was like you know it was linebackers or safeties blitzing and stuff but I mean you're kind of rolling the dice with some of that but if our secondary is as good as we're hoping it is like you get a, you can overcome that a little bit but we're also young there so if this yeah, you know, yeah, yeah 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 and you can always bring up help from the safety position if your cornerbacks are good so it might help on screens and stuff, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. That that might be a biggest the biggest question mark D D line, perhaps. It could be, yeah. I mean, because we lost we lost one of the Demings, and um, of course, yeah, graduated graduated Jesse, Jesse, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you've got two good tackles, and uh, Babaros is back, and then we all, we also had that other transfer um, leave the team. The other guy with Bab- that we had Babros and the other guy come in and play. I can't remember who he was. So yeah, a couple of new fresh faces there. But Belknap looked pretty good, and yeah, some of these new guys should should be able to help. Fellas, I'm so excited. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm so excited for this season. I don't know. It's and it's not just that we didn't really get football last year. It's like the composition of this roster. I think has a lot of potential. Like the high water mark is super high. Oh yeah. Um, last area of weakness or area where that I'm concerned about is I hope that COVID doesn't derail us in any of the more oh, ways. Man. Yeah, I don't think God damn go it, Mike. Mike. Stuff. But no, it's oh, true. Like you yeah, like the Big Sky right. Conference has basically said, like, you know you know, if you guys have quarantine issues, it's your problem, not ours. And it's like, this is a damn good team. So I hope that we don't run into those issues. Especially at a point where it's a conference championship deciding game yep. or a playoff game. Because that's something. a wild card this year, you know? And we'll just see how it goes. Hate to be the downer. Um, Thanks, Mike. Any other areas of strength or weaknesses we should be hitting on? <sighs> I'm really excited about Forbes at center. 
So, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a mean ass dude. Like yeah. he, yeah. And it's like you add him with Mallory. Yep. <laughs> I feel like this, this is gonna be an attitude mean there. Olaf. Dare you say Dola? <laughs> Uh, well, they gotta earn it. They gotta. Earn All right, it, right, Brent's over here. You know. I heard Grammar told him they can't King, wear those shirts. King Adola, right? yeah. Britt Wahlberg, you know, gatekeeper. That's me. Forbes is was is he ne- from Nebraska? Nebraska, yep. yeah. Nebraska, yeah. Senior football yeah. culture state. That's right. I'm so excited. Um. All right, so. Fall camp, we've been to a couple practices. Right. It's really hard to tell anything in fall camp, to be perfectly honest. And if there's anything really exciting, we're not going to talk about it because we don't want to get in trouble with coaches. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, but like, I mean, it's a competitive atmosphere. Um, it, in my two points of observation, it, there's not been as much, um, uh, frustrated yelling from coaches. Like, I would agree with that. I, I mean, it seems like the guys, the positions, the teams, and the drills, they're locked in. And it's like, so we I've seen team drills. I've seen 11-on-11. 11 11, we've seen individual today. We saw some special teams, and we saw some 7-on-7. Seven seven. And there was not a lot of, like, you know, cussing and spitting about guys being out of position, guys not knowing what they're doing, guys screwing up. And it's like you tend uh, – granted, you see that more in a spring, but but a fall adds in a lot of freshman guys. And just – I mean, it seems to be a very business-like scrimmage. Um, I – my biggest takeaway is that uh, the defense appears legit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they appear legit. So. <laughs> I, I think it was kind of funny. Like, I went to one last week. I think it was a Thursday. And I caught well, – I got there, and I didn't have – it was like 15 minutes to go, but it was funny because there's, there's a handful of guys that are like regulars there. And so it's like, how's it going? How are we looking? And they're like, oh, you know. Uh, and one of these guys, he's kind of funny because he, he's been rather pessimistic about things. And sometimes he's right and sometimes he's not. And it was kind of funny because – I was like, how's quarterbacks? You know, we talk about quarterbacks all the time. I'm like, oh, God, oh, it's, it's, it's good, and then it's bad, and it's good, and it's bad. And it's, I just, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. This is just, uh, uh. And so I, like, got scared. I called Mike. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I saw an interception. This is, oh, God, well, we're, we're in trouble. Like, are we in trouble? And so I text Coulter, and I was like, are we in trouble at quarterback? And he's like, no. <laughs> They're going against one of the better secondaries in maybe the FCS, if not the Big Sky. Both are actually playing great. Um, yeah, it was just kind of funny because it was like the again, lesson is that don't eye. take don't take uh, <laughs> um, anything fans say too seriously, and that includes the three of us. That includes us, yes. <laughs> so. I, I I love that the there's a dynamic here though, like the better. You know, the better your defense is in scrimmages, like, you know, you're going up against these guys, the sharper your offense becomes and vice versa, right? Like, it's sort of like this positive feedback loop. That, yeah, absolutely. Um, that not every team gets to experience. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of an anecdote of, of, like, people have talked about, like, facing Tom Brady in practice every day, and it's like, you know, you have to get better because there's no other way. And so I, I think you're right. I think it's an interesting, uh, um, 
it's good. Iron sharpens iron, right? <laughs> is that the saying? I don't know. Is it the... <laughs> what, what is the saying? I don't even know. I love it, though. Let's make it up. Yeah, that could be fake. Iron, guys. Sharp is... iron sharpens iron. Yeah, take it to the bank. Um, they also just announced, so big news, I guess, that we really haven't talked about is that the Big Sky Conference signed a deal with ESPN Plus mm. to stream all kinds of events. I watched media's day, media days on ESPN Plus. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, one of the outstanding questions was, will the Root Sports games be streamed on ESPN Plus? And we found out today that they will be. So all Grizz games should be able to be streamed anywhere in the country on ESPN Plus, which is a big deal. And... It's not that expensive to get. No, it's right? like six ninety nine a month. Yeah. So twenty bucks for the full season basically. And you know, I I think that's great. Um what's interesting is so there's less root sports games than there normally are. There's four. Uh-huh. And there's two ESPN U games. And one of them is um Montana at Eastern Washington which starts at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So we're not going to be able to do laser tag after the game like we uh, normally do, yeah, but the, maybe before. Oh, my gosh. You think we're joking, but at least once, Luke and I's Eastern Washington trip has included laser was it tag. Idaho or was it Eastern? Well, we wanted to do it in Idaho, but it didn't work out. No, here's the story, Brent. <laughs> Quick aside. <laughs> I think I recall this. I was so excited. I'd never played laser tag. I'm just a small town boy. We don't have laser tag in Shelby. Living in a lonely world. Oh, that's not the right <laughs> And so, first time I ever played laser tag was at Laser Quest in Spokane on our way back from Eastern Washington. The next year, we go to Idaho, and people are talking about, are we going to stop at Quest this year? And I was like, yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to Quest. And, you know, I'm in the back, like, like quest, 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 quest. In the back of my Yukon, just hanging out. <laughs> just hanging out. And uh, we missed the exit to go to Laser Quest. And I was like, fellas, what's going on? We just passed Laser Quest. Last time, I had two dreams in the following <laughs> week about how exciting Laser Quest was. And they're like, Laser Quest? Bro, we're going to Quest Casino. <laughs> so I skulked around Quest Casino with a drink in my hand and watched my buddies gamble. Um, That's true. You did. So yeah. maybe we'll have to stop at Quest Casino yeah. after. Maybe we should just stay at Quest Casino okay. and get laser tag. I don't know. We should probably start sorting that stuff I, out. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about it before, but I was going to say, like, as one, like, there is a, of course, a laser tag here in Missoula, and it's a good birthday party spot. And I, I don't know about you, Mike, but like when I kids go there, I definitely sign up for it. And it's 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 straight up James Call is, of Duty Modern Warfare in there for me. I'm like drenched in sweat, and I'm just of course I'm it is. Bam, you know, Brent, he absolutely like, takes these things seriously. We get done, and it's like my score is like twenty thousand, and it's like or you know, so and it's because they give you a little sheet of like how many people you sh- you like shot the most, and so. My team always wins. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to show up to one of those things as like a solo man in his thirties <laughs> without a kid. You know, like 
<laughs> fair, fair. You get a lot of eyes. I mean, at one point, I was going to loan James to you for the father son Grizz basketball camp. <laughs> yeah, please do. As a Grizz fan pod <laughs> episode, um, <laughs> I would love that. I think he, oh, he was amazing. really excited today because I was talking to him about five o'clock and. I was like, hey, we're doing a pod tonight. He's like, okay, I'll be downstairs. Uh, when are you coming down? I was like, well, I'm not. We're doing the pod. He's like, well, what, what do you mean? I said, we're going to be out back. He's like, oh, they're coming over? It's like he's <laughs> really pumped that it was in person. <laughs> yeah, and before we hear, we got recording, we got to help get a wiffle ball out of the tree. and Yeah, we, we put them to work. Um, Luke hit it with a football and got it down. <laughs> all, all, all in a good day's work. James got a great swing. That you know, a home run hitter. <laughs> Hits stingers. Yeah, yeah, he does. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Actually, in his his uh, travel baseball this year, he had two bunt base hits. So there is that. <laughs> well, he did bunt a few on you with your practice. He did. He dropped a good drag. Yeah. 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 Yep. I didn't even know what bunting was when I was his age, but their, his coach put it in, and a couple of the kids on the team figured it out. The fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, one last thing on the TV schedule. So all the games are on ESPN Plus. Right now, all but one are on normal TV in Montana. The Northern Colorado game is the exception. So I'm assuming SWX doesn't want to ship a crew to Northern Colorado, and Northern Colorado is too podunk to have a local TV broadcast. Which to me, if in our hierarchy of eliminating teams from conferences, if they can't get a local TV broadcast, we should kick them out of the conference. Here, here. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that ESPN Plus coverage of that game is going to be, what did you say, the Northern Colorado journalism students? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just, was Brent. Yeah. Um, Recording it on their cell phones. <laughs> yeah, so what we're thinking, and if any of you know anybody who can put this up the chain, the Grizz Fan Pod is willing to do commentary for that game if somebody else will do production. So you don't have to pay anybody to do commentary. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. That'll be great. I've witnessed a lot of commentary. Yeah, he's got the booth, booth experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've just texted Sean Rainey that proposal. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. SWX, you're, I know you're listening to us. Let's get it out there. We could have Coulter do uh, sideline reporting. Um, it'll be great. In fact, I think people might say it's the best broadcast of the year. Coulter, what are you seeing down there? I just love I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Like, Luke, you just asked me that 10 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> Quick cut to Coulter. I think it'd be fun, a fun fan experience. Like, it'll be just choppy enough to they know we're amateurs. But it, I think we would Yeah, be... so Grizzly Athletics, we know you're listening too. What do we have to do to make this happen? <laughs> we're ready. We are ready. This will be great. We our, can even turn it into a fundraiser. Our demands list is let's small. Be, let's turn it into a GSA fundraiser. I don't know what we'd base it on, but I bet we could turn it into a fundraiser. I'm here for it. Yep. <laughs> I suppose there's probably a rule like you probably really can't like drink while you're doing it, right? Like, well, you probably can't obviously drink. Okay, I won't swear. You know, we I can do that. That might be like <clears throat> challenging. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I work in a professional environment where I don't swear that often. So good point. Good point. Not this podcast, but <laughs> in general. So we're out there with that. Um, before we kind of wrap with kind of having some fun with the schedule, any other thoughts? None here. No. no, no. Let's get to the schedule. So let's what we're thinking is we're going to go through the Grizz schedule, and we're going to pick each game. And I think um, fans listening should 
pick the games too and tweet them at us. Yeah, we will. Those I think that's a great us. idea. We will. We can. We can add the fans who tweet them to us uh, to our um, spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and then we'll try and remind you guys every week during the regular. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pre pick them all right now and play it out, and then every week we'll pick that week again because things might change. They obviously will, but we'll see how we did, and we're just going to have a little fun with it. Let's do it. All right. So first game, we're at Washington. Um, I think that if we get to play against a spread and they give us at least 45 points, we've got a good chance. Yeah, we're going to lose the game. But I, I saw – I don't know, like, how well qualified, uh, uh, but I saw someone predict the Pac-12 that Washington would be undefeated this year. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. This is going to be a loss. Yeah, I've lost. All right. Uh, but – It'll be fun. <laughs> so we all got losses. Are you keeping track of this, Luke, or do you need me to? I'm keeping track of it. Sean um, Rainey is in to get a crew together. All right. Yes. There we go. Then we can have Sean do sidelines. All right, I'll text him back. Let's crowdsource this bitch. All right. All right, we'll put it, we'll put it out tonight. <laughs> um, then we get Western Illinois at home. I mean, I think that's a win. Yeah, like, I think it's a win. Did the Western Illinois opted out, right? They didn't play in the spring, correct? I think that's right. So we all got wins there then. Then we're home against Cal Poly. I'm guessing we all have wins there. Well, yeah. Cal Poly, Cal Poly is supposed to be. Cal Poly looks so terrible in the spring they quit. Yeah. Yeah. Though, and they lost Hamler, their QB. He transferred out. Not that that mattered that much, but yeah. That'll I mean, be a win. Okay, then it gets interesting. At Eastern. Talk about a big matchup early in the year. Oh. What do you think, Mike? (laughs) I think this is the year we pull it out and win on the red turf. I really do. I mean, my heart wants to tell me pick the loss and be rational. Um, But I, I think we get them. And I was kind of viewing this game one of two ways. Um, Bobby Houck has always had an early road game where they were the underdogs, where not only did they win, but they won in like a fashion that people did not expect. Mm-hmm. And two years ago was that Davis road game, like where we just beat the hell out of them. And, I mean, it, it's something that he does well. And it's coming – no, it's not coming off a bye. It would be coming off the Cal Poly game. Yeah, because it goes so, Washington, Washington, yeah, Illinois, by yeah, Cal, yeah, Poly, by Cal Eastern. Poly. So I, I'm i in the same boat. I, on the flip side, I, I have this opinion that I think teams that played a full slate in the spring are going to probably start stronger but kind of wash out as it goes. So mm-hmm. Eastern might still kind of be in that you know, higher point. But I'm going to say win. Win for the Grizz. That'll Probably be Eastern's fifth game of the year because I doubt they've got their bye before us. I could check because we've got an early bye. Um, Luke, what do you think? So Brent says win. Did you pick it yet? I say win. I'm looking at our schedule, our conference schedule, and I'm thinking, man, if we go to to say we're going to go undefeated, feels like a jinx. So if I if I had to pick a loss. That's I a mean, good one to pick. I mean, it's like it's going to be Eastern away. It's going to be Idaho away, probably. 
maybe we have a letdown game and lose away at Northern Arizona the week before Cat Grizz. Like, those are the three mm. games. So if I have to pick one of them, I actually think it's this Eastern Washington. Yeah. So I'm going to pick a loss here. Okay. So the interesting thing, I did – I got Eastern schedule. It's kind of interesting. They will – unless if they just fall apart, they will most likely be undefeated when we meet them. Really? Um, they don't have death body games this year? Their playoff game is UNLV. Opening UNLV. Presumably, I mean, I think they'll win that game. And then they host Central Washington, and then they go to Western Illinois, and then they go to Southern Utah, and then they host us. Interesting. So we've got a common opponent already. We would have Western Illinois. Interesting. (laughs) Central Washington separated by a a summer. (laughs) So, I mean, it'd be interesting because they'll – if if Eastern plays the way we expect them to play, this will be a team that will have an FBS win, granted against one of kind of the worst FBS teams, but that will get them credit uh, and attention, and then they'll rattle off <clears throat> three more and be four and zero, uh, and Grizz should be three or uh, two and one presumably at that point, and. Tough to say if Eastern would be uh, – Eastern will probably still not be ranked higher than us, I don't think. But um, it could be something where I would venture people will be looking at how they've won their games and done their stuff and say that, yeah, Eastern is uh, the favorite here, especially at home. So, I don't know. That just that just strikes me as just a game that Bobby's going to be ready for. I, I like our matchup with Eastern. Like, I like the – our ability, what I what I imagine, what I'm predicting, our ability is to run the ball and control the clock versus, you know, Barrier's Barrier's ability to air it out. I almost always take the defensive team that can run the ball well. So I'm second. I'm, I, you've got me second guessing this a little bit. Don't do that because when you made me do that, all hell broke loose. So you, you went with us, a loss. You hurt. You gave us a great soundbite, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) But all for naught. If there is any um, turbulence in quarterback, and we can't, I mean, I I just, again, I don't want to be too um, arrogant to think that we, this team won't have some turbulence in the year. This is the, this is the friction point. But the worst thing that could happen is for us to still be talking about a QB controversy going into this game. Because what that would mean yeah. is is probably that Cam Humphrey's still the starter, but he's not wowing anybody. He, he didn't right. look good at Cal. Because there's, like, Against Cal. Washington's right off. I mean, I don't care about that. But Western Illinois and Cal Poly are two games where it's like our QBs should look good. Lock it in. Lock yep. it in. Yep. So, Okay, um, so I'm going to stick with Eastern. Dixie State. Win. They're in the whack. They're I mean, up, it's, technically. They're I, petitioning to change their name. They looked okay. I, I mean, I think they're probably better than we realized for a transitioning team, but I still think we're going to win. Yeah. Who did they beat? They beat a Big Sky Conference team. Um, was it Southern Utah? Well, and Southern Utah is going to join the yeah. whack after yeah. this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we all we all have wins against Dixie State. What are they changing their name? Well, they're petitioning to change their name because they are located in southern Utah, and um, 
Yeah, Saint Apparently George, they were like, the heart of Dixie. They were like reading. They were they were given a name to be like the heart of Dixie in the western side. That was like an attempt. Like, there was an article on it recently. It's kind of like the same thing. You realize there's a bunch of like racist statues in Helena that you didn't know about. You know, it's like how did this team in Utah end up being Dixie? <laughs> well, <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Daughters <laughs> of the Confederacy. Sac State's an interesting one because obviously the last time we played Sac State, they beat us, and they were a playoff team. Um, no longer have their QB, right? Which is a big deal in my opinion, but they still have a good coach, good running back. We get them here, and that is the weekend we recognize the O one championship team. Is that the weekend? That's the one. All right. I'm going to pick a win. I'm going to pick a win too. Yeah, I'd say win. That one strikes me as one that could be a scary game. Um, so yeah. I have it circled here to talk about the the reunion of the 2001 National Championship game, and since it's against Sac State, I think we should mention it here. A, I can't believe it's been 20 years since we won the <laughs> National Championship. Like, that just blows me away. Um, but B... I sometimes feel that team is grossly underappreciated in, like, the uh, kind of pantheon of University of Montana athletics because it's, like, 1995 with Dave Dickinson was this breakthrough and word and you know, all this stuff. But it's, like, it's hard to win national championships. And that team was damn good. Oh. Like, their defense, you're talking about, like, successive runs of defense. Like, that 0-1 mm-hmm. defense was something else it was amazing yeah um legitimate and they did it without dave you know i mean yo humphrey was amazing yo humphrey was great john edwards was good but not like yeah he wasn't a flashy qb yep kind of like a cam humphrey yeah that's i that's actually not a bad comparison he's really patting himself on the back (laughs) right now well (laughs) cam humphrey is going to be a great intramural player in grad school then because so, I mean, that's john john did some damage johnny montana came in and won the uh, intramural league oh in my law school god so rolling forward that means cam humphrey's dad is going to pay for our next football field right mr and mrs humphrey if you're listening we've really <laughs> heaped a lot on you guys yeah. tonight um, we could use a prat we could use a practice field, field. Yeah. so uh, just think about it think about it and then anonymously name it after somebody else. The yeah. GFP field. Hey, 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 we're down. Um, All right, so Sac State, we, did we all say win? Yes. Right. Yep. Luke, you got those marked down? I do. I hope you're marking them down somewhere because my spreadsheet over here is not updating, which means you must have started your own. I've got my own. Yep. Oh, man. So you're not going to share it with us? I'm using actual Excel, Mike. Wow. See, I created a Google Sheet so we could all have access to it, and here's Luke. Well, if I, living in the past, if I create an actual Excel only extant on this computer, then I can change your guys' picks. Then he could cheat. <laughs> yeah. See, this is something you got to watch with Luke. So you said Dixie State was going to win, but we're going to put this out on our Twitter every week too, because we want to encourage everybody else to to pick. So yep, yep. we're going to have some history. Um, so next we go to Idaho, and we're going to beat Idaho. Yeah, absolutely. Idaho will be in free fall by that point. <laughs> Sorry. You, so you you guys are so confident there's not even like a a little hesitancy. They're a mess. 
I think, and it's like I talked about, like the teams that played in the spring. I think Eastern, Idaho, and Weber are are these prime teams that are set for, especially a second half collapse. And I'll eat my words if I'm wrong, but I just, I think the the amount that that puts on a, a kid to play two seasons, and especially I like Idaho played tough, physical, hard games, two against Eastern, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, uh, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I you don't think that, that's an iron sharpening iron situation. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Not in this case. <laughs> I can be wrong. Okay. Okay. I think it's a win. I'm going to pick a win too. All right. Southern Utah at home. Win. That is a win. win. Are they, is, are, point, is Southern Utah the potential to be the one that the team that comes out of nowhere and does well? You know, or is Southern Utah the team that's got to play all the best teams in the league? Luke, you had their schedule. Southern Utah's schedule is ridiculously dumb. Like, it, yeah, I got it right here. There was one I remember. So while you look it up, there was a year where Southern, the year before Southern Utah joined the Big Sky, and they went winless, and they played like three FBS teams, and then they literally played like it, it was like they played Montana. And then they played Northern Iowa, and they played who was at the tops then McNeese State, and then they went and played Appalachian State. Like they were just like, give me the top ten teams and book them all. And then they like fired the coach. They're like, we just didn't. Ex- we expected better out of this guy. It's like you, you set this dude up for complete, complete failure. Like failure. what the hell? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they um, they're clearly just grabbing money. They've got San Jose State to start. Okay. Then. That, so that's a that's a Saturday. Um, this is actually the first Big Sky Conference football game. Yeah. In you know in the conference, then they play Arizona State <laughs> University uh, five days later. They don't even get a full week break, so they play <laughs> them on brutal. a Thursday. Yikes! Clearly, two money grabs. Um. Uh, real quickly, we just got James back out here. What's up, James? Um, because James is going to pick games this year, too. Oh. Aren't you? What? So, <laughs> he, he went 11 like, Really quickly here. <laughs> you said 11 and 0, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you think we're going to beat Washington, Western Illinois, Cal Poly, Eastern, Dixie State, Sac State, Idaho, Southern Utah, Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona, and MSU? No, not all. You Who do you well, think you, we're going to lose to? You backed off of Washington, right? You said we're not going to beat yep. the Huskies. Washington, maybe Eastern, maybe Sac. There's no maybes. you got to go yes or no. Mm. But it think? is interesting. Like You could tell that James pays attention because yeah. like, those are the games that we yeah. talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I really want the stick to end against MSU, except I'm going to think that it might have to keep going. I, I, MSU to me, like the Grizz, I said it, like I'm going to pick the Cats until the Grizz show that they can beat them. So, okay. Unless you, they did not show. Yeah. Um, no. so we, we said Southern Utah, we're at Northern Colorado. The, the one solitary Northern Colorado fan on Twitter is like obsessed with how much of an underdog and a dark horse they're going to be. And that people just don't know it. And Ed McCaffrey's changed the world. Meanwhile, Ed McCaffrey didn't come to Big Sky Media Days. He just didn't show up. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> something tells me that things aren't as great there. And it's like he's got his family as all his coaches. I think we're going to destroy Northern Colorado. 
I've seen that guy on Twitter, and he talks about how Northern Colorado has the best collection of athletes in the big sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll completely tear apart UNC. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think that's a win. All right. I have a new good record. What's the new good record? Seven and four. Seven and four. Okay, wow. James. All right, who are your losses? <laughs> oh my God! Who are the losses, James? Washington. Washington, Eastern, Idaho, MSU. Okay. Idaho. Idaho, Sac State. Sac State. You think we're gonna lose to Sac State at home? Four games. Wow. Do you think Bob Stitt is still our head coach? I'm messing with you, James. <laughs> James is like, who's Bob Stitt? Like, who? You got to remember, he was four when Bob was oh, like, no. <laughs> Okay, now we're at Northern Arizona. Uh, We're going to win. It's funny, as I look at this, I want to find that trap game, the ugly road loss, and now I lean back to Idaho because watching NAU NAU in the spring, they were, like, bad. They were unorganized, and they made So you are going to change and say we're going to lose to Idaho? I don't know. We're not going to have an ugly just, road game. I don't want to be – I don't feel <sighs> – Believe that Bobby Houck in year 3.0 of time 2.0 yeah. has got this thing put together. And that's – so I'm not going to reverse, but I just – I feel like there's – like a, I feel like the Eastern's one where they'll be ready. And so it's like, okay, UNC is just bad. Like we're not going to lose to them. So there's Idaho and there's NAU. And I think NAU is so horribly unorganized. I'll, I'll, I'm going to stick with it. I'll say we win at Idaho. I'll say we win at Northern Arizona. Luke, I see you. <laughs> is he, where's he going with it? What do you I'll, think, It's James? a win. I'll say a win. Okay. But there's there's something in there that just like sits in the back of my mind. James, hit me up with your thought. I say top two worst teams in Big Sky is Idaho and Southern Utah. Oh, all right. All right. Cal Poly. That would be in top three. Top three, okay. Okay, so. You guys heard it here. James thinks that. Cal Poly is better than Idaho. <laughs> Cal Poly. We don't necessarily disagree with you. We hate Idaho. Who doesn't? Uh, tubs of the clubs. Idaho fans. Idaho fans. Exactly. No one cares. <laughs> oh, yes. Troll green. We got to clip this and tag them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're, at MS- now we're at MSU. And I think we're going to win because I'm a Grizz fan. It's the benefit of having a podcast where we're Grizz fans. Mike has already... I think um, we're going to win, but I'm going to say we're going to... Fuck it. We're going to win. Yes! <laughs> yes! No! <laughs> Brent. <laughs> Mike. It's too early for this. <laughs> we're going to revisit these picks every week, just so you know. The week of the game. Yeah, we're going to win. Okay, so I love this. Um, Because, all right, so Mike and Brent both have the Grizz at 10 and 1, undefeated in conference, only lost to UW. Yeah, I mean, if we're a national championship contender, I'm not, that doesn't, I mean, that's what those teams do. We know. I feel like I've got a little, little more levity. Um, I have our losses to Washington and Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, That's fair. you know. And then James. James is hard. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> tough, man. But I respect it, James. You uh, you didn't have any impossible positions to defend. Yeah. I like it. Anybody want to change any of their picks? Uh, Gosh. I feel like I, I need know. to pick another road loss, but I just. 
I can't. You don't see one? Northern Arizona trap game. No. Not at that point. No. Although Bobby has always played bad. We've always had – not always. We have, we've had some good – but, like, some of those late ones, they just kind of get ahead of themselves. We're not going to lose to NAU the week before the Cats, though. I'm going to be surprised if NAU even wins five games. Five games? I'll be surprised if they win. What's their schedule? Let's look it up. Do we have a do we have a COVID trap game in here? What's going on? See that? Duh. See that's a big wild card, and let's just hope not. Probably it's gonna be. All right, NAU. Here's what my NAU sense does. is: if there's a COVID trap game, it's early. Oh, interesting. Okay, so NAU hosts Sam Houston. They'll lose that. They go to South Dakota. I don't even know if South Dakota's. They go to Arizona. Oh, three. They go to Northern Colorado. Oh, four. Well, really? Okay. Yeah. They host Idaho State. Idaho State. Idaho is, State's yeah, better than Northern Arizona. That's, yeah. that's my mm-hmm. team that I think is going to be one of those ones that, like, that could maybe come out. Yeah. Yeah. They host Southern Utah. Oh, and then they, okay, here we go. They go to L. They go to SAC. They go to Idaho. That's they host Davis. That's L. They host us. L. <laughs> I bet that Idaho beats them at home. They, they'll That's they'll a finish rough. with a win. They go to Polly. <laughs> well, I mean, by that time, who knows? Oh, man. Go. All right. I don't know. Tell All me. right. Hey, James, um, thanks for coming out and contributing. Thanks. See you, bud. I'm staying. Oh, he's staying. <laughs> um, you know, one thing we didn't talk on um, – just talking about schedule and stuff. How do you guys feel about our new protected rival? <laughs> Portland State. Starting in 2022. Heated, a heated rivalry. So I think what must happen is that nobody in the conference listed Portland State as their number one or number two rival. And Portland State probably picked Montana as their number one yeah. because it's the best draw for them. They know they make money on the game. Oh yeah. Um, well, and, and I bet and when the Bobby big sky exactly, friends, I bet when yeah. the big sky was going through it, they gave them that because UM and MSU picked each other as number one, and so I bet everybody else got their number one or number two, and yeah. that's how I bet that happened. I hate it. We should play Idaho and Eastern Washington and MSU and Weber State every year. Yep. Why are we playing Weber? Hopefully in the playoffs. In Missoula. And we win. Just like we did last. Not a <laughs> All right. Um, um, so we got that. All right, locked in. Couple locked things. In. Uh, we have a couple questions. We got some questions. I got Egris up. All right. So I, let's... And, and uh, now that people know we're recording, I think I got a few tweets as well. Okay. So. And then, right. then we got a question for you guys at the very end, but we'll right. we'll cut that first. Yeah. Um. Okay. One question: Percentage chance that Grizz will beat Washington. One percent. I'll, I'll give it like a. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with ten percent. Like I wow. think that yeah. that there's a possibility that the you know everything goes right. Very unlikely. Yeah, I'm with you. Like two to five percent. Okay. Okay. The other question that came: uh, player from offense, defense, or special teams that will make excuse me a surprise impact this year. I think on offense it's going to be Cole Grossman. I think he's poised to yeah. to take that leap and really step in to kind of be in the tight end leader. Um, defense. Hmm. 
defense, I personally, I would offer up uh, Marcus Wellmill because I think a lot of people are going to be focused on Jace On Jace, Lewis. Lewis, I was just going to say that, you know, and, he's linebacker. Yeah. And this this defense is built for linebackers to get good stats. Yep. Yep. Special teams, whoever can kick a field goal. Whoever can, whoever can <laughs> kick a field goal. Although the punter, uh, I'm going to mess his name up. I want to say Bashami. He like, looked great in the that spring. Guy destroyed yeah. punts in the spring. Yep. I, he's probably somewhere in the '60s number-wise, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Luke, what do you think? I think, um, I think on offense, I don't, I don't disagree with anything you guys said on defense, but I actually think Xavier Harris mm. is going to have oh, a huge yeah. year. It's going to be. Another, uh, another name that could you could throw into that is Ryan Simpson, the receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he's a big target, and it's like if you go on a big package out there with him on the same, um, uh, you know, the field the same time as um, uh, a Cam, and a Cam's <laughs> getting the attention. I, you know, I and a lot of these teams, your second corner on the fields, exactly five nine. So it's like you've got you know you've got a Cam getting the attention. <laughs> And then you've got this big boy yeah. who can go against a tall corner. I think that there's a there's an opportunity for him to, to make some noise there. Well, it's a bummer James just left because Everett Grizz was wondering what he read over the summer. So we will, I guess, pass He that. probably read the sports page quite a <laughs> yeah, bit. I mean, <laughs> so much sports stuff you'd have no idea. Very little good books, and I'm feeling bad as a parent right now. Everett was also wondering how many video shots of Lake Washington during the broadcast of the Husky game. He's setting the line at six and a half. Oh, I think that it's if it's a blowout, we're going to see the tailgate scenes every commercial break. I'm going 10. Tailgate scene might be a little interesting because now you can have beer stadium-wide at all oh, times. Interesting. Because interesting. Yeah. they all want to make money. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, he's coming back. James, J- we had a question for you from the fans. Would What uh, What'd you read over the summer? Not a lot of books. See? Not a lot I of failed books. as a parent. What, what, what did you read then if you didn't read a lot of books? Oh, Diary of a Whippy. Kid, Dog Man. Dog Man. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Roald Dahl. Um, Alice Shrugged. And <laughs> lots of Wikipedia. Perfect. <laughs> this, kid knows, this kid knows how to Google. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, Pod Dog's out here, too. Uh, okay. Everett asked about Kicker. We've talked about that. Uh, okay. You guys ready for CDA's question? Oh, I can't yep. wait. Miss you, CDA. You were at the Washington game, and things are going pretty well. The Grizz are up two scores with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, but Washington is threatening, and the Grizz seem gassed. It's not looking good. But you can ensure a Grizz victory, but you have to do one of the following in the remaining 10 minutes. Option one, (laughs) fight 50 (laughs) 10-year-olds. Option two, fight 10 50-year-olds that have been drinking. The assumption is is that group one or group two is coming after you no matter what. So, in other words, you're not starting the fight. You're defending yourself. What's option three? There is no. Does, okay, so here's my take. It's the 10, 50-year-olds who've been drinking because you keep drinking and they're going to overestimate their strength. The 10-year-olds, 50 of them. That's a lot of I, We were camping with a bunch of James' buddies this weekend, and the dads ended up in a giant water fight with the kids. And those kids are 8 and 9, and they didn't win, but they put up a fight. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, Jam- we did. James, James, how old are you? We surrendered with all the guns, as in... <laughs> 
<laughs> we what? Yeah, no. No? <coughs> James, ballpark me your age. How old are you? Eight. Eight. <laughs> I'm taking the I'm taking the ten year olds. The ten- Whoa. I'm taking fifty ten year olds. What Luke is saying is he doesn't believe that your buddies two years from now he thinks he could beat fifty of you in a fight. Okay, you are wrong. They haven't hit puberty yet. Two of the big boys on his baseball team just got shout outs. I like it. Yeah, you know, gosh, this is this is too crazy to talk about publicly. Uh I'm just no puberty. Never really been punched in the in the See, here's in the, the chops before. If I get in a fight with ten f- drunk fifty year old UW fans. It's not going to cause nearly the national ruckus as you getting in a fight <laughs> with with fifty ten year olds. Yeah, you land one hit on a ten year old. <laughs> I think point. I like... think ten year olds scatter. <laughs> yeah. I think okay, they okay. I think they see one of like, them drop. The drunk fifty year olds are going to have that kind of drunk confidence, right? They uh, get up in there, right? Oh my gosh! And like, <laughs> there's some fit ass fifty year olds too. I don't know. I showed a house yesterday, and these. People's twelve-year-old was like three inches taller than me. I'm not like the tallest guy by any means, but I was just like, you know, you think about some of these ten-year-old kids. Like at twelve, though, some of them are hitting <laughs> yeah, puberty. Yeah. You know what I mean? But ten, <laughs> like maybe one out of fifties hit puberty, and that's the one you drop first. <laughs> <laughs> Find the kid with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Start with him. Ooh, that was last time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Okay. What's next? Uh, hang on. A lot of people like answering that question. Um, well, that'll okay. be interesting. Are there any good ones in the answer? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nothing we can say out loud. Go to go to beverage for tailgating. I've been on a um, uh, Luce and Clark um, Miner's Gold Miner's kick Gold lately. So um, but you know, for tailgating, I mean, give me a whiskey coke and I'll be happy. Mm. So the the secret, I think the varsity move for tailgating is spirits. You know, do something whiskey, do something that's going to warm your belly. Also, get you to the buzz mark without having to down like a half a gallon of fluid. Because you don't want to have to get up from your seat to go pee, you know, like during the game. So I... Obviously, we drink, you know, our beers here, and it's and it's wonderful. But if I'm gonna have to think about peeing, give me the whiskey, give me the spirits. Yeah, yeah. Brent, what do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, because like I, I, I run a tailgate every game, and we have two kegs of beer. And my go-to for the longest time has been uh, Coors Banquet beer. Mm. Um, but th- but then we'll have like a bottle of fireball or something like that too so you got those kind of fun things as well i like kind of rotating it it's funny my tailgate party has a very eclectic group of longtime regulars and um we got a group of guys that come down from polson and they're they're <laughs> they're hilarious but it's funny because we've we've done banquet we've done coors light a keg of coors light and a keg of banquet like for years and one was like, hey, can we mix it up? And then when, like, it start to get colder, i get, like, an amber or an Oktoberfest. You know, like, just like, hey, it's getting colder. Like, let's get a darker beer. And these guys are like, man, we're getting really tired of this banquet beer. And I was like, okay. And they're like, can we get something, like, you know, something, like, good and smooth? Just, you know, something a little different. 
mix it up. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you thinking? He's like, man, if you could get me a keg of hams, <laughs> I'd be so happy. <laughs> I My first thought when I hear people talking about, man, I just the beer at your tailgate, my first thought is, hey, it's free beer yeah. at my tailgate. <laughs> Start your own tailgate yeah. if you uh, don't like the beer selection. Nah, it was funny, though. But Brent's yeah. a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. Probably not for this GFP, but I could tell a story about um, a homecoming that um, a halftime uh, incident that occurred with um, Everclear and other things that uh, led to oh. I what led to me introducing myself to our now sitting governor of the state and told him my name was Thomas Jefferson. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh boy, so, that was a fun night that was, or afternoon, I guess. So, uh, okay. Who wins uh, from the GFP in a drinking contest? Brent. Luke. Actually, Brent, I think, yeah, at this point. I think it's Brent. I think there's a time in life where it might have been Luke. I, but just got, I got the bigger belly. I can just Brent, absorb Brent, I mean, well, I've got a bigger belly than you, but I yeah. I mean, like, you, every once in a while you will tell us stories of you just putting it down. I'm just like, yeah. Wow, like yeah. Brent at the Guns N' Roses Guns concert, Roses. apparently, you know, he I tried to Luke. drink Missoula out of booze. Yeah, almost did. And I respect the, I respect the um, kind of the the liquor array that you have at your house, yeah. like the whiskey, like little you know See, I'm collection. A, I'm a sipper, but I don't like to feel like I don't have control. Yeah, I'm a cocktail guy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, give me an old fashioned. I'll just sit there and watch you drink while I sip. Yeah, I've got no ego in this. It's, it's Brent. It's Brent. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. I agree. Uh, okay. I like how none of you picked me. It's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, he's a sipper. <laughs> and then I think last one we got here on Egris, I mean, was asking if we have any ideas on COVID protocols that the team will endure. Um, and, you know, I, it's a good question because the Big Sky Conference basically came out and said, you know, they're, the quarantine rules are the quarantine rules of the NCAA, and they're different if you're vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Um we don't know what the Grizzlies' vaccination rates are. I don't think that's something that they would release to the media if anybody asked, although I don't know that the media has had the guts to ask. Um, but if you're unvaccinated and you're a close contact, you've got a quarantine. But if you're vaccinated, you don't. At least those are the guidelines right now. So it's like you want to not have COVID impact your season, you want to get the vaccine because, you know, that team's so close together that it's like you could lose a room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think if you're unvaccinated, you have to test once a week. I believe that's true. Yes. Yep. Yes, you do. Yep. And if you're un, so you're unvaccinated, you test once a week, right? Right. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to test. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. But because but it, you know but and so there's like you're not going to hide it. Like it's like if you're unvaccinated. Even if you're not getting sick, because a lot of those guys in that age group, you know, they're not getting sick, sick, but the health department's going to make them quarantine. It would be easier to hide it. I mean, and I'm not alleging that anyone wants to hide their um, COVID status, but like, it's quite possible you could be an asymptomatic carrier and no one ever knows because you've got the vaccine and you're you're not being tested. But if you're unvaccinated, you're going to get tested every week. And they're gonna know. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so I mean, the protocols are it's 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 Jerry Jones had an interesting statement about this when the NFL came out and basically said, if you don't, if you guys lose time to quarantine, we're not rescheduling your game. You forfeit. And Jerry Jones was basically like, we're all going to be vaccinated. Yeah, I'm so competitive. Yeah, and he's a businessman, and it's uh-huh. like he, it's like I, he even said like I respect choice. I, but right now, it's like this isn't about that. And I just think that was an interesting approach. Well, with the va- that's in Texas with the vaccine, you know, and you know all the items that are alleged to stick to your skin. Like maybe the football sticks to you. Maybe you fumble less. Ah! <laughs> oh, you're looking for the positives here. Let's move on. That's enough COVID talk on this podcast. So uh, uh, over to Twitter, Sean Rainey, um, you know, is, is kind of trying to find his CDA type groove. Uh, so he asks a would you rather type question. Would you rather have the Grizz beat Washington and win every other game except for the brawl, but be guaranteed at least a semifinal spot in the playoffs, or just let the season play out? What do you take? I let the season play out because I think that we're going to do at least that well. I agree. Yeah, I same thing. we got a good team. But that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Jack Marshall is wondering – Look, we got our media guys asking us questions. If you had to choose a current yeah. football player to run for mayor, who would it, Missoula mayor, who would it be? Odani. Oh, OD. <laughs> who besides OD? Missoula mayor. Mm. I'm going to say Garrett Graves. There's, I was oh. going to say Garrett Graves has, has said a few things publicly that you're like, well, you're a leader. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Garrett Graves is a great choice. Great answer. Yeah. I like that. Um, other question we got from uh, Bridger is asking, do the Grizz and – Went to high school with Bridger. Thanks for listening, buddy. Oh, cool. Um, the Grizz and Kittens move to the Mountain West once conference realignment settles, and why would that be terrible? Um, in that in that scenario, Boise State's probably not in the Mountain West anymore, but I don't know where they'd go. Um, my thing, and I've said this for years and years, is I do think realignment in college football is coming, and I think it's going to be the Power Five break away from everybody else because they realize all the money's there. And then I think there's that next tier, and if they can get a playoff in that tier, that's where we belong. Um, and so in that situation, yeah, I think the Mountain West would be great. And like UM and MSU are good travel partners, and they both have plenty of flights going in and out, so I really don't think – I don't buy the argument that it's hard to get there because – there are schools like Idaho's hard to get to, you know. Yeah. You do not have to bus. Northern Colorado's hard to get, Northern to. Colorado's yeah. hard to, get to. Missoula and Bozeman both have airports that have plenty of direct flights at, from several hubs every day. So I mean, I think it's a reasonable thing, um, and I don't think it'd be that bad if college football, because I think that'd be more fun. You know, more scholarships, slightly better play, better basketball. Anyway, probably a pipe dream. No, no. I think it's all going <clears> to <throat> coalesce quickly. Yeah. I think, too, like on the football side, you can think of one kind of lens that it could be challenging for a little while, but like what it looks like on the other side is kind of an unknown. But I think on the flip side, TV money and especially basketball, NCAA tournament revenue money, playing basketball in the Mountain West Conference, both men's and women's, um, will bring in a lot more money. You probably, presumably, have three revenue-positive pro- programs instead of one. Mm-hmm. So, And you'd have more TV money. There'd be a lot more offsets. You Like, everyone's a full scholarship. You know, there, there's a lot more things that go to it where maybe it just washes out. But there could be more benefits to it as well. So I don't hate it, but 
Yeah. I, but I hate it if there's not a playoff system. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And, I, you know, if Missoula, Bozeman keep growing like they are, yeah, we might have the population, you know, to really... I mean, there are a lot of college towns that are smaller than Missoula and Bozeman, and it's, uh-huh. it's interesting because I think things like travel and stuff like that is going to matter. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. That's it for questions. All right. Uh, <clears throat> before we wrap up, kind of last question we have for the fans, and we want to hear from you guys. We've batted around the idea of doing a live show. Yeah. Um, and we're thinking, and no commitments here, because we haven't even talked logistics, so it might not work out. But we're thinking um, maybe it'd be fun to do the week before the uh, first lo- first home game, so the West- Western Illinois week. Um, maybe it's the Friday before. That's a night game. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. We would love to record a podcast with some of you guys in the you audience know, in the in the room yep. you know be at a bar somewhere very see. interactive get yep. get some of you guys up asking questions talking we could probably field some opinions on things i think it could be fun we've got a good fan base and um interacting with y'all uh, yeah. so let awesome. us know i mean cuz we if we if we're going to do it we got to put in a lot of work in the next couple of weeks to figure out the logistics so we want to know if you guys think it's a good idea put it on twitter too so all right. We'll see what pe- we'll, we'll see what the fans say. Uh, it'd be it'd be fun to do. It'd be really fun to do. There there would be yeah this whole logistical side of sound and recording and all this other stuff that's probably a little bit beyond our audio pay grade, but we could probably get some help. I think we, yeah we might have to <laughs> we might have to tap into our ESPN radio friend to help <laughs> us out yeah. a little bit. Um, Maybe we could have him on. Yeah yeah yeah. In fact, I think that'd be a good a good As guest. Two and- sponsors of his. Yeah, platform. We we're going to tell him we need him. him. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to see if he listens to our pod by if he lets us know or not. If he gets to hour two, <laughs> um, he'll hear it. Couple updates before we wrap up. Um, Luke did shift over all the picks to the Google shared sheet. Nice. Updated <laughs> on my computer. James is now changing his picks. Oh, um, so we need to be concerned about this because he's sitting here next to me, changing his picks. So right now we've got a loss to Washington, a loss to Eastern, Jeez. and that's it. So now we are at oh, nine and two okay. instead of seven and four. Okay, okay James. <laughs> so James, you cannot change again. So You're right now, in, are we locked in? Any changes? Final answer. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Locked in. Locked in nine and two. All right, buddy. Ooh, no more. All seven. right. Oh, all right. right. Yeah. All right. Pure pressure. More wins is always a good way to shift. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys, anything else to add? No, I'm good. I'm so excited for this season, and it's going to be great to see people back I'm, in the stadium and just I'm, see the team on the field and just the whole experience. I mean, it's it's just amazing. Like The spring games were fun, but like these, these ones count. The whole production yep. of what a Grizzly football Saturday is, I just can't wait. Mm-hmm. And we got to be together. Yep. Like doing this one live, you know, those uh, we do enjoy those, so – Awesome. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, uh, if we know you, we'll see you soon. If not, we'll see you next time. Go Grizz. Fight on.